Hey, business gal pals, welcome back. This week, I'm talking with Crystal Bantel, aka Your Tech Fairy, and we're talking about letting go of perfection. Crystal really is your tech fairy. As a website designer and business coach, she's helping business owners take their businesses online by building websites and supporting them so they feel empowered, competent, and ready to bring their world-changing offers into the online space freeing them from the discomfort of tech and that back-end biz stuff that gets us all so confused. You are just a blessing to have, Crystal. Thank you so much for being here today. And I really appreciate you being here to talk to us about letting go of perfection, because I think that's something that a lot of us struggle with. You know, I just recently had a guest on who was saying she didn't even know she was a perfectionist until she became an entrepreneur. And then she was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm really trying to make things perfect all the time. I need to learn to let go of that. So before we dive into that, I'd love for you to share with us kind of the origin of your business and how it came to be and how you got your tech fairy wings. <laughs> well, thank you so much for the lovely introduction. Um, I'm so excited to be here. Uh, yes, my origin story. Um, I always say that I have been in business since I was four years old. Um, I, uh, I was picking wildflowers out in the meadows in my forest where I grew up. And I was always bringing home bouquets of flowers, you know, the wildflowers, and I would put them in, you know, mason jars, and I would try to sell them to every person that, you know, came our way. And in fact, I have this memory, this special memory of having probably about 10 to 20 uh, mason jars lined up along the uh, the ledge of our entrance and um, my grandma came over this one day and I asked her you know just before she stepped at the door when she was leaving I asked her oh did you want to buy one of my bouquets and uh, she was all sweet and she's like oh I would love to but you know I didn't bring any money and I said oh no problem just use my paper coins you know that I had made uh, so I was yes I was I've been an entrepreneur ever since I was a child um, that's, that's been in my blood. My, my dad, you know, he, you know, ran a, like he started, you know, his own business. Um, so it's just, it's, it's in my blood for sure. As far as the tech part of, you know, what I've grown my tech fairy wings from, uh, that started, I would say probably when I was 11 years old, I was, uh, I remember when internet became a thing. I remember the excitement in my dad's voice when he told me about this new thing on computers called internet and, you know, the things that you could do online and all the stuff. You could look up anything. It was, you know, my dad was always uh, an encyclopedia collector, basically. He loved encyclopedia sets. And now it's like, I don't know if kids these days even know what, you know, that is. <laughs> um, but so it was basically like a living encyclopedia. You could, you know, search for anything on that Google search bar and, you know, stuff would come up. Right. So that was really fascinating for me. Uh, so with some exploring, I, I guess, got to the point where I was thinking, well, uh, what if I could make my own, you know, place on the Internet? And that ultimately became known as a website, you know. <laughs> Um, and, and that practice honestly came with, with me playing with PowerPoint, uh, because PowerPoint was something that I played with before I knew the internet existed. And so I was, you know, creating graphically, you know, all these pages and, you know, I was, I, I mean, I didn't know the first thing about this is all self-taught. So I was, you know, putting in background photos and then trying to write my own poetry so that there would be words to put on the page, you know, cause what else would you put on? on a graphic like that right so 
So that is on that's that's the way back story of how I started. Um, so I I began creating websites uh, just for myself, just for the fun of it. But it took all the way until January 2020 for me to come up with the idea in my head that I could actually do this for other people. <laughs> Don't know how it took that long. Takes us a little while sometimes to realize our own zones of genius. Yeah, That's true. <laughs> it can take 30 years, but here we are today. <laughs> and uh, That's awesome. I love it. I love it. I, I absolutely love it. So that's fantastic. So where does perfectionism show up for you or where has it shown up for you on your business journey? Well, maybe the fact that it took 30 years to, to (laughs) to business, that's maybe one way, (laughs) but no, honestly. Um, so I'm going to go back to probably December, 2019, the month before I would say I started my business. Um, I was in a pretty low place, I would say self-esteem wise. Um, because I have started so many businesses. I, I am what I would have described as a, or I was what I would have described as a serial entrepreneur. Um, I have, I was always called a creative person ever since I was a child, um, maybe for good reason. Um, and I, and I took pride in that title for a good long time, but December, 2019, I was not so happy about that title. Um, I didn't like being creative because it just meant that I was constantly coming up with new business ideas and never wanted to, I never wanted to stick with them. Um, I loved the startup process of a business, but I, I just, and it would be successful. Like I didn't start flop businesses. I actually started businesses that made us a lot of money, but I just didn't feel like keeping on running them. So I, I went through this long soul searching phase, uh, you know, before 2020, where I was kind of beating myself up for like, what is this weakness of mine? Why am I not able to, you know, keep a business going? And it's not because they fail. It's because I just, I get bored with it. Um, I love the startup process of the business, but why don't I love, you know, keeping on going with it and so forth. Um, So that is kind of what jump started. I mean, I kind of came to that realization moment where you know, just thinking about the, this inspirational kind of piece of advice sentence that I've heard a lot of the years is your greatest weakness is also your greatest strength. Um, mm. And so I just, I, so I spent like literally a month just pondering, like, what is the strength behind this weakness of mine where I keep starting businesses and I don't want to stick with them. And it finally came to me, you know, um, I can be helping other people start their businesses Um, And then I don't have to be the one that keeps that business running. I can do the startup process, which is overwhelming for a lot of other people. Right. But even though I came to that realization, so I started that in January, 2020, honestly, I would say I spent the entire year of 2020 stuck in perfection land um, and, and wanting, you know, the perfect way of presenting my business or the perfect maybe the perfect niche or whatever. I, I, I would say it would be more of an attempt at, you know, what's the perfect niche, uh, but it was very broad, you know, just helping people start businesses is not, you know, very niche. Uh, just, um, you know, just being a business coach isn't very niche. Uh, so that is actually how I started was with, you know, getting certified as a business coach. Absolutely loved it. And, but it's not an area that I had really built up a lot of uh, authority in. Um, I may be expert at something, but that doesn't mean you have, you know, an authority in that area necessarily, because 
uh, having authority in an area kind of looks like people knowing, you know, seeing that, right? You know, it's 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 almost like a recognition from from onlookers that oh, that is an area that she has authority in, right? Yeah, um, just, like when they've comprehended the communication of your expertise. Yeah, exa- exactly, it's the communication and, and kind of the relationship that comes with it, even if it's not you know one-on-one relationship, but it's it's kind it's it's an exchange. Uh, you know, between yourself and people who hear the things that you say, watch the things that you do and so forth. Um, So all of 2020, I would say from January all the way through, you know, almost the end of the year, I was still kind of perfecting my way around, you know, just trying to perfect my message and trying to, uh, I don't know, like I just, I kept things so general and I was building websites for people, um, but I looked at that as, I guess the, I guess the low hanging fruit, but not my main focus or something. I um, I was still looking for something better. You know, there's there's. Isn't it I funny want- how we pass over our zones of genius yeah. like that? We're like, yeah. oh, that feels so easy. That's that's not anything. I need something that feels like it's like I've accomplished. Yeah. You know, when really yeah. like that's that's not easy. There's a reason people were hiring you to make their website. Exactly. Exactly. I'm like, well, I'm certified as a business coach. So that's what I want to do. Just, I'm just, you know, going to be this business coach. Um, But in the meantime, I'm helping people build websites and and getting paid a little bit for it, like a menial amount, uh, you know, a practice amount, right. Um, Not realizing that, no, actually this is my zone of genius. And this is the thing that people actually have money to hire me to do because that's something they know is a need of theirs um because selling something is very easy for me i've never had trouble you know with the salesperson aspect of business um, i mean that's part of starting a business right i mean that's why i've run so many successful businesses um so but it's just funny how you sell yourself so short you know, when you think that, that that's just the little side, you know, thing that you do on the side, it's not really meant to be the, the main thing. Um, but yeah, honestly, November of last year of 2020. So it took like 11 months, but all of a sudden I was ready to, to actually start making an income, um, instead of doing practice business coaching to try to gain a following in the coaching because I, like I'm amazing at it. That's right now actually the favorite, my favorite part of, of my, you know, career as a web designer is actually the strategizing and the business coaching that, that comes in that package that I sell, right? So that is my favorite part is the relational part and the strategizing, but the, the money is in the zone of genius for me, which is the, you know, the, all the tech fairy stuff that I get to do. And, you know, I'm building websites for people. I'm building landing pages. I'm I'm strategizing up a, a sales funnel and then actually imp- implementing it. Um, so it's not that I settled for something I didn't want to do. I just get to do the thing I dreamed of doing while doing the thing that I'm extremely good at doing. So absolutely. Yeah. It's so like I've, with the websites, you're meeting them where they're at and yeah. you're saying, here's this thing that you know you need. And then when you're working with me, I'll give you everything else that you didn't even know you needed. <laughs> Exactly. With the that's, coaching. That's exactly right. That's, I couldn't have put it better. And it took me, it took me a, a, an entire year of perfectionism to, to finally, I, I feel like it was a moment of humbling myself and just saying, okay, you know what, ego aside, 
what do I actually need to do in my business to start being a success? Because I can't just be practicing and doing beta mode and, and doing trial runs and having test, you know, clients that aren't, you know, that are just for free um, just to somehow try to, you know, wrangle my way into a niche that's not even anywhere close to being a niche because it's just so generic. Um, right. So, yeah, I think I think part of my perfectionism really showed up a lot as generalization, I think, um, and, and just not embracing, you know, the fullness of the actual thing that I'm good at doing. Yeah, I think that shows up for a lot of women too. that generalization kind of as the outcome of that fear that comes from perfectionism, right? That fear of yeah. getting it not quite right. Yeah, definitely. So how do you let go of perfect and embrace the imperfect? Well, you know, okay, what that actually looked like for me was talking with a few business friends, entrepreneur friends. Um, I don't think that we can figure everything out on our own. I mean, maybe we can, but that's when it takes, you know, a whole year. So I had a friend that I chatted with one night and I said, help. Um, these are the things that I've been doing and they aren't working. And so she just took me through a little brainstorm session, just friend to friend. And she pointed out, like, look at what your low hanging fruit is. Look at what's easy for you to sell. Look at what people are already asking you questions about and what they're already asking you for help with and what they're already paying you for. Because I was getting people paying for, you know, websites and landing pages and, and all the, the, the tech stuff. I was getting people paying me for that, but I wasn't getting anyone to pay me for business coaching, even though I was really good at it. Uh, so, yeah, so for me, that looked like letting go of a little bit of ego of, you know, I should be able to figure this all out on my own and just turn to some friends and, and let them help me brainstorm. And it was like one evening and uh, I realized what I was missing out on of uh, this huge fruit hanging in front of me. Um, and you're trying to climb to the top yeah. of that tree. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the grapes, the grapes hang low. They're not way up on the tree. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. I think accepting that, right. Learning that lesson, so to speak, yeah. after fumbling through our own perfectionism makes it easier than to continue to embrace the imperfect as we walk this journey further and further. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And sometimes, sometimes it also looks like just moving forward with something like, you don't like, I think that's one of the biggest piece of advice that I would give anyone is that, you know, if you've spent a year, you know, paddling around in the murky waters, the mucky, like I confused, I don't know exactly what my niche is. Well, maybe just go with something like it's fine. Like you can, you can figure it out as you go. Um, I've always heard this, you know, phrase you can't move a, a parked car uh, so just start driving like as soon as you start moving forward that's when you can steer it in a in a whatever direction you know you end up feeling like you should go for but if you're just gonna if you're just gonna park there in one spot uh, you won't get anywhere anyway and you can't steer it like you can't steer it in any direction if you're just parking so just pick pick a genre if, if you can't if you can't decide just go with something and just start yeah turning. stick to it too yeah. for like six months just stick yeah. to it yep. and give it a good honest college try and mm -hmm. see how it goes for you and chances are good you're going to refine from there and by yeah. the time that six months is done you'll have a very clear idea about where you should totally. be headed 
totally. And that's fine. You know, when you make that decision, it doesn't mean that you, that you will be doing this now for the next, you know, 12 years, you can, but, but I, I think that was part of my fear was just the fear of commitment. Uh, you know, like if I choose this thing, will I be stuck doing this one thing for the next 20 years and not love it? Well, if you don't love it, then you won't keep doing it. And that's fine. Just, just do something and get started and you can refine it. Like you said. Yeah. And it's trusting in yourself to recognize when you're not loving it and trusting in yeah. yourself to have the courage to say, I need to change this yeah. and doing it. Yeah. So what do you think women can gain by aiming for less than perfect as they develop their business? Uh, definitely an income sooner. <laughs> I think <laughs> that is something we all want. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, it sounds superficial, but like if you're, if you are becoming the say in my, in my experience, becoming the sole breadwinner in the family. Uh, you know, my husband is, you know, has been going to university and not able to put in all the hours. And all of a sudden it's kind of on me to make the money. Like an income is important. It's just like, as much as we don't want to, you know, love and worship money. I mean, we do need money. The money does kind of make the world go around, right? Like that's what you need Absolutely. to buy groceries. Um, so to, to need to make an income sooner, I think is a completely valid reason, even though there's a lot of other really amazing and deep soulful reasons why, you know, you, you would want your business, of course, you know, the, all the life-changing things that you can do and make a difference in the world, but it's also very valuable to have an income. So for me, I, I just think I could have started making an income so much faster if I had just put aside a little bit of the ego and just went with like what's actually working right now, you know, instead of climbing, trying to climb to the top of the tree and not finding you know, the right branch or whatever, like just, just sit down on a branch and sit there and make your carving there. <laughs> yeah. Take in some fruit. Totally. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. That income piece is really important because, you know, without it, we are just operating an expensive hobby and, yeah. We do want to show up with our businesses and serve the world and have an impact. That's why most of us start our businesses, but we're not doing that if we're coming from a place of survival, if we're mm -hmm. not able to put groceries on the table, if we're not able to keep that roof over our head, even other things that often are viewed as a luxury, like a housekeeper, you know, mm -hmm. some of us need that to be able to come forward in a way that we're, we're thriving and we can show up and serve our clients in the best way possible and connect with our families and our communities. And so whatever it takes for you to do that, whatever that looks like, you know, I would encourage everyone to just embrace that because it, it's important if it's what yeah. it takes for you to show up in a way where you're thriving. Yeah. Yeah. And not only, not only do you need a roof on your, over your head, um, like you maybe maybe you're in a nine to five job right now and and you know wanting to start a business, but what if what if you're what if you're a stay at home mom and actually are moving into a a, a time in your life where you need to be bringing in more money, um, you may as well bring in money. Like don't stay in practice mode all the time because if you don't start bringing in money with your business, you'll have to bring it in somehow. So. So you may as well just start charging money for what you're doing instead of having to go back to a nine to five when you could just actually start charging money for what you are already you know, good at doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's so much more empowering when you mm -hmm. start to make that money. It's so energetically validating. You're like, my idea 
is landing. People yeah. want this. People are utilizing this. They're having real successes. And that is evident by that value exchange that comes with the monetary exchange. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Crystal. I'd love for you to give us your favorite business hack or a general piece of advice that you have for the business gal pals out there. Favorite piece of business advice is just start charging money for what you're doing. Or if you're already charging money for it, start looking at what it would look like to increase your prices and give yourself a raise in that way. If you want to look at it that way. Absolutely. Charge money for what you do. Charge money. Yeah. And I agree. If you are charging money already, think about pushing it to that limit. And what is that limit, you know, that you would charge that makes you feel uncomfortable, right? Go to that point. Where do you feel uncomfortable and what is that uncomfort or discomfort rooted in, right? Why are you so uncomfortable with it? And there might be some perfectionism there too, where you're feeling like you have to be perfect enough in order to charge what you're worth. And that's not true. You know, Mm -hmm. we show up as our best and we can charge what we're worth in any given moment because our best is worth it. Yep. And if one person has paid you for it, then another person will also. So that's, that can be very comforting to know, like just, just charge, charge what you're worth. And if you find one person that is willing to pay you that amount, then that'll give you the boost you need to find another person that'll pay you that amount. And then it can increase. And give yourself more than 10 minutes to find yeah. that person, right? <laughs> make, <laughs> make a few offers and a few connections and, you know, a few, a few of those like opportunities and invitations for people to work with you before you're drawing the line and saying yep. this doesn't work. You, you do have to put yourself out there. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much, Crystal. If people want to get in touch with you and find out more about how you could service them as a tech fairy, where could they find you? Absolutely. So you could just hop onto my website, which is my name, crystalbantel.com. And that is crystal as the object word, C-R-Y-S-T-A-L. And my last name is Bantel, B-A-N-T-E-L.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, everyone. Check out Crystal's stuff. She's awesomely talented and she's doing amazing things, really empowering other people to show up in their businesses turns out is a superpower for Crystal. And I'm so glad she's finally harnessing it. Thank you, Crystal. Thank you as well.